Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Hello, hello, hello. I hope everyone out there is um, safe, healthy, and um, just basically keeping it together while we try to get through everything. Yes, I hope everyone's peaceful <laughs> and doing well because, yeah, it's been a long haul, almost a year of this. So Yeah, yeah. yeah so we're hanging in there. <laughs> so tonight we have a great guest. Uh, his name is Robert Brown. He's the Chief Development Officer for Greenway DNA. Uh, Robert just recently co-founded um, Greenway DNA in 2018, and he has been working to expand plant-based medicinal practices and medicinal cannabis initiatives throughout uh, through education and through platforms that Greenway uses uh, to educate uh, their audience. So welcome, Robert. Thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. So tell us, what is Greenway DNA? So Greenway DNA is a saliva-based uh, at-home DNA test. Uh, think 23andMe, very similar platform. Mm-hmm. Um, you spit to, into a tube. Uh, that tube gets sent back to us, uh, and then we go ahead and do our DNA sequencing on there, uh, which is a clinical level of sequencing uh, run through what we call uh, 16S next-gen sequencing, so a really high level of accuracy and repeatability uh, that you typically only find, again, running through clinical levels of the test. Um, and then from there, we're able to, uh, we're currently looking at uh, 20 genes and 40 genetic variants associated with the, with the endocannabinoid system and then cannabinoids in general, uh, how they affect the body. So we provide our clients with uh, a dose recommendation for pain, anxiety, and insomnia uh, currently, and um, really try to focus their approach. Uh, we have found great success with it. And again, looking at those three now uh, and, and also looking to expand that as time goes on. So let me uh, make it clear for myself and, of course, the listeners. So basically, you you go and check someone's DNA, and then you kind of... Um, see which type of cannabis strand will work for them. Can you clarify that a little bit? Yeah, so we actually, um, the, the role that we've taken, uh, which is a little bit different than some other areas in the market, is we don't look uh, at strains specifically mm-hmm. or terpenes. Uh, we want to make ourselves a little agnostic to that. And one reason, one main reason is, uh, so I came from, from a grow background. That was my start was in cannabis. And um, it, believe it or not, the, just because a strain comes has the same name, uh, might have been renamed, the genetics might be different. Even uh, if you're familiar with growing at all, people typically will grow from a mother plant. So they'll grow a large plant and they'll take cuttings off of it and make other plants so they can keep the genetics. But what they don't understand is there can be genetic variants that can pop up based on your growth style, the lighting that you're using, if you know temperature fluctuations. So that can actually change. So we we uh, we look at it strictly from uh, a scientific uh, cannabinoid um, focus. So uh, one of the main things is we really you know there's obviously a lot of different ways to take intake cannabis, um, but we recommend that we do a tincture or a sublingual method for a couple reasons. One is uh, typically it's bound with MCT oil or coconut oil, things like that, which are fat-based. And uh, THC and CBD, uh, the cannabinoids in general, they actually have a better bioavailability in the body because they bind to lipids. Um, and and that, so you get more efficacy out of it, a better absorption rate, and then we don't have fluctuations between strains that go back and forth. Uh, we do talk with companies and are in the process of, of trying to find that, but it's just so difficult to get... Um, something that is the same across the board every mm-hmm. time you buy a certain strain. 
makes a lot of sense. So basically, you'll pair them with, say, CBG versus CBN versus CBD? Right. So we're only looking at CBD and THC right now. Oh, um, that okay. is going to expand again. And, and a lot of people, you know, look at what we're doing and they're like, oh, well, you're only looking at three things or, you know, we're only looking at two cannabinoids. But our approach is we want to provide the most peer-reviewed and up-to-date data that we can, the most solid data that we can, mm-hmm. because it, it's from, from a, a myriad of reasons, one of which is we want to make sure that the, that we don't put out false information. And two of is we want to make sure that as people are using this and really getting into cannabis, especially first-time users, that they're getting, you know, that they find that, that it works. They don't want to, we don't want them to try it and then move away because it doesn't work for them. So we are, we are trying to back everything we do with uh, scientific rigor and these things will come about. We will get CBG. We will get all these other cannabinoids as time goes on and as the data is there. And also, we're a relatively new company. So we're getting funding trying to come in, and we're going to expand and do clinical research our own on our own and really try to, to explore and see what we can come up with. Oh, interesting. So what were you doing? Because you mentioned you were a grower. So could you tell us what you were doing prior to this and what led you to get involved in you know, co-founding something like this? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I actually started my life out in the automotive world uh, from when I was like 14 um, and started working for startup companies in California in the electric car market uh, and was just was just not happy with kind of the way things are going. It's a it's a really it's a really interesting place to be. Uh, California, Los Angeles in general uh, on its own is strange. And then being in that area and watching things turn around was, was just um, getting a little scary. And I really want to be out on my own and work for myself. Uh, and I had a good friend of mine who actually was suffering from cancer, uh, and she got into cannabis right around 2010, uh, and and we were close, and I wanted to help as much as I could. So she started pulling me along on this journey, and the more that I found out about it, um, the more that I realized there was actually people that I knew that were involved in the collective uh, model, which is basically how California started, um, was the collective before we got into doing recreational, and, and that was more on the medicinal side of things. So um, started really getting into that, working and, and volunteering at a local um, collective, trying to understand the market, and then really started to get into plant science. Uh, I went to a couple courses that taught about uh, how to grow and you know, the nuances involved in there from a, from a very, you know, uh, small, minute level of really understanding on a granular level how these things are grown. And uh, from there, I decided to uh, partner with a friend of mine, and we opened our first grow, uh, and that expanded into two other grows. And then we also developed a concentrate line, which is uh, something that's pretty big in California. You know, they, they, it's, a, it's a distillate form of, uh, of concentrate there. And uh, then we opened a small retail location and started venturing out on our own with hopes to grow uh, bigger from there, pardon the pun. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, uh, 2018, which is when the recreational uh, laws were supposed to be going forward in California, uh, I, I really started reevaluating where I was and looking at the dollars and cents that came into the industry. And it was just getting uh, going to be really big um, and, and just outside of a scope that I felt I could operate in by myself. So uh, consequently, around that time, I got stuck on a, on a bus from LAX back home uh, for about four and a half hours to, to from a car accident that was on the freeway. And the guy I was sitting next to was uh, the CLO or the chief legal guy for this company, Greenway, that was just getting off the ground. And I started talking to him about cannabis. He was blown away. 
as I was by just the, the, the exchange of information. And uh, the next week, um, I started selling kind of what I was doing and moved full into, into Greenway at that point. Oh, wow. Uh, Faith has it. Great story. It's, it's really wild. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's just so great. You know, I love cannabis. I love what it can do. I, I love the what it is and, and really just looking at things from that perspective and wellness perspective. So when this came about, I was I just I was so happy. You're right. I couldn't. It's one of those things where you can't write a story like that. It just comes about and, and you just thank the stars. So. So let's walk through this. So I'm a client. Um, I decide that I want to go through the process. Um, I get the kit. I send it back. Now I get the results back. Can you give us like a sample of how, like say I suffer from insomnia or, and I'm looking for perhaps dosing for that. How, can you give us like a, like a sample of how, it, you know, the results will look like just the arbitrary Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, I forward you guys over, I don't know if you had a chance to look at the, uh, one of our sample reports. Um, so what you'll find is the way that we put this together is, uh, at the very, the very first page, it is a, a, a simple, easy to read, uh, page, very layman focused. You know, we spell it out clearly one box that says CBD, one box says THC. And in there you've got pain, anxiety, and insomnia. And then right next there, you're going to see a small ratio. So, whatever it is for CBD and whatever it is for THC. Uh, And, and that's, that is your dose right there. Your dose recommendation right there. uh, Plain, plain as day. Um, And then we go down from there and we're going to provide on there as a small card that, that clients can cut out and put in their wallet. Um, And we did that for the new people that are going into a, into a dispensary. It can be daunting to walk in there. Um, You know, I I don't know. uh, I don't have a lot of information about the East coast, but I know on the West coast, it's a bit of a free-for-all. You've got, you know, uh, all walks of life and, and, and typically younger kids that are experimenting with the way they dress or the way they do their hair. And if you're a 65 or 70-year-old person walking into that store, it might be a little daunting for you. So yes. uh, we provided that. It, it makes it easy, right? You walk in, you give it to them. It's the same every time. There's no question about what you need or how you need it. Uh, it makes it really easy. The next one down you're going to see is we explain the variants on there. And what we did is we took our time to narrow down the scientific lingo on that, and we put it into one sentence. So, again, try to make it easy to understand what that variant means to you on a layman level. Uh, from there, we go down and explain how those interact with your body, gets into a little bit more of a scientific role there. We tell you kind of what you want to take maximum during a day and then how you might split that up for individual dosages based on what, what feels right for you. Uh, and then from there, it gets even deeper into the science, explaining the variants quite a bit more and really going into something that the doctor is going to want to look at that you can share with them. So now all of a sudden, we, you've got a, a report that covers the whole gamut. You can walk in there as a client and be you're, you're armed. You have the knowledge to be able to, to talk with them. They're not talking over your head or saying things you might not understand. You can really have a frank conversation. And that's one of the, one of the designs of this is to lead again to a, a transparency and a conversation between a doctor and patient that typically doesn't happen. And you know what I love um, from watching, from seeing the report is that it's very detailed. And one thing is promotes is that everyone is different, you know, so basically, may something that may work, a dose that may work for Timmy, that's the same age as Angela, even though they may be the same age, the same weight, what works for Timmy may not work for Angela. So it's very individualized, which is perfect. Yeah, exactly. And 
And you're kind of dovetailing into a great part about this is a lot of our research, um, and, and I'm sure you guys have seen this, is typically what they put on an outside of a label is, you know, start slow and see where you go, or it's based on weight. Well, our data is currently has currently showed that your your physical weight has nothing to do with your metabolic rate. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so you're, you're really getting kind of information that's leading you down a very, very strange path. So, um, and, and also people are vastly overusing THC and vastly underusing CBD um, by, by large amounts. So realistically, what we found so far, and again, our data is going to be ongoing as we go through this and we're still relatively new, but um, the amount of, of, of THC that's needed to really kind of make this a cohesive uh, plan is very minute. Uh, you're not getting into parts where you're going to start feeling the effects or feeling high. So uh, I know a lot of people talk about using CBD and staying away from THC. Some of that is legal. Some of it's more on the people that want to get high. But realistically, to treat these ailments, we're finding that the amount of THC you need is very low. Wow. Now, let me ask a question. Have you guys, who are you looking to partner with? Or who, um, I mean, have you reached out to? Have you guys looked in dispensaries, supermarkets, you know, Whole Foods, Amazon, things like that? Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, uh, so our first launch, we really focused on or our first approach was to get into dispensaries. Okay. Uh, and what I found or what we found is the educational barrier was really high. Um, again, you're looking at a younger, younger population, typically that's working in these small, these bud tenders that are doing this. And the, the educational part of that was very difficult. So we kind of pivoted a little bit and started looking at it from a higher level, um, talking with doctor's offices, yes. uh, looking at, a, at more of uh, the CBD companies and people that can really, we can partner with to share. Uh, so you're getting a kit and you're getting some CBD to go along with it to really make everything whole. Um, and, and doctor's offices and, and working with doctors has been a huge point for us lately. Um, it, we really find that, you know, again, we're bridging the gap. Uh, I always say to people, the most asked question in cannabis is how much do I take? And mm-hmm. now we can give you an answer for that, you know? That's absolutely fantastic. Are you guys on the East Coast as of yet, or are you guys just right now relatively on the West Coast? No, we are actually, uh, we are, we do have a, a representative actually over on the East Coast specifically that's working in the Eastern Seaboard and looking through that because I know it's a bit more medicinal uh, on that on that side. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're having talks all over the place. I mean, I'm getting calls from, from all over the world because really uh, outside of the U.S., you know, there is a much more open market for mm-hmm. research and testing and different things like that. Uh, the U.S. really has put a hamst- uh, has hamstrung a lot of these these research, uh, uh, you know, abilities because of the way that the drug is scheduled. And, and it just, it makes no sense uh, to me. But so uh, to answer your question, we are, we are everywhere at this point. Um, I've got some clients that I've worked with in Brazil, uh, the UK, you know, we're looking at really expanding it because our position is this should be the first thing that you try. Whatever you're looking at, however you want to approach it, if this is your first step, uh, you're going to save yourself time and money. We've looked at that. It's typically around $3,000 in almost six months of time. And you're going to focus. You really start to understand that you're going to be start start getting your wellness on the path that it needs to be. Well, I mean, from a, disp- uh, from a dispensary owner's perspective, you're going to be saving me a ton of money, too, from customers who keep coming back saying, this doesn't work. I don't like it or it just doesn't it didn't make me feel well. Can I get something else? So that's money being lost or that's the opportunity you could lose a customer to as well. So you're potentially, I would have to say, borderline customizing. Yeah. In a way. 
it's personal medicine. I mean, really, that's that's the one way to look at it for sure. Is we're really personalizing that. And the other side of it, from the marketing and sales perspective, is this is a great opportunity for a dispensary or for a company to create a subscription model. You give them this test; it helps to build trust. They know that you're actually involved in their wellness. You've taken this test. Now, all of a sudden, you can put them on a subscription model every month. You know exactly what they need because they've provided you their dosage card, and you just send that out every month. I mean, it makes it easier for everybody all around, especially the, the dispensary owner. That's true. Uh, we had our son use a test um, about a couple of years back, and it was conflicting because um, it really dealt with mostly like pain and insomnia like yours, but it was trying to match his DNA with a specific strain. Um, what was interesting, it was at the time he was on a specific brand. Um, I think it was Charlotte's Web at the time. And it showed up in his report. So I didn't know if that report was being genuine because, you know, it was in his system because he was on it for quite some time. So right. a test like yours, it would it doesn't, like you said, doesn't test for the strains. It's really work, focusing on the endocannabinoids um, versus the um, basic doses between THC and CBD. Yeah, and, and uh, again, um, and Charlotte's Web, great, great company. Uh, have nothing but respect for them, and they make yes, a great product. very good um, products. But, but yeah, it, it, it's difficult. Again, it's, it's from my perspective, and again, this is solely my opinion, but uh, uh, having, you know, having a strain, have, relying on a strain is, is just impossible. It's just not repeatable. Um, we could grow, we could live right next to each other and share the same cuttings. Uh, from a, from a plant, and depending on our lighting or how we're using nutrients or things like that, we're going to actually potentially create a different genetic sequence inside of that plant. So um, we really try to focus on 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 oils and and really stay agnostic to strains or terpene levels or things like that. Uh, not to mention that the data surrounding those is mm-hmm. just anecdotal right now. There's no way to to ascertain or to nail down something that's specific and repeatable from a strain perspective. So uh, again, on our test. And number one, we, we don't recommend uh, any brand. Um, we really want to partner with a bunch of people, and we don't want to exclude anybody. Mm-hmm. And also, depending on where you're at, sometimes it's more difficult to get one or the other. So uh, we try to look at it as, as promoting the sublingual or, or, or an oil or something like that. Really easy to take. Again, the absorption's better. Um, you can get really deep into the science and look at how much is actually getting absorbed through the liver, and you're going to find that anything that's uh, liquid-based like that that you're ingesting is actually going to be more available to your body in general um, than it would be if you smoke. Got it. Got it. Now, have you met any hurdles um, in trying to introduce this idea in different states? I know every different state has genetic, because you're dealing with DNA, so it's you're collecting these pe- um, people's, you know, information. How is that being secured? So are there some regulations that you guys have to work around and, you know, make people feel, you know, safe knowing that, hey, your information is secured? Absolutely. So uh, we are completely HIPAA uh, compliant. And um, we are also, uh, all of our data is secured in a CLIA certified lab uh, in their database. Uh, and they are, they have done work with several universities throughout Oregon and, um, and have our really well-renowned uh, uh, genetics laboratory and our stuff is housed there. Um, and we also make sure that we know that the customer owns all this data. If you call us the next day and say you wanted it destroyed, we would destroy it. Um, we only keep it there for the process of later on as we're developing, you know, new, uh, new identifying new genes, new variants, 
different cannabinoids, things like that. We want to be able to offer those to people that have already taken the test at a severely discounted rate. Again, in order to get them the information that's going to really help them out. So uh, we pride ourselves on making sure that we're secure, that we're fully HIPAA compliant, um, and we want to make sure that the that the client feels safe in in presenting that to us because. You know, our goal is, is is clear and plain. We want to be able to provide you with the information necessary to make yourself or your family feel better. Wow. Okay. Wow. It's just it's just amazing how you can put all of, all of this together and make it so individualized. Because so many times people, because we have the podcast, people will ask, you know, how much to give and which which and we we don't know. You know, we just don't know. We can't right. tell them because like from what we're seeing with different um, uh, children, everyone's different. And I think because of this, a lot of people stop taking CBD, unfortunately, because they're, right. they're seeing that, okay, it's not working. Absolutely. Yeah, and which is that's why I think all of this is so amazing. Yeah, again, we, we, we really are trying to, to do that. And again, to go back to your question about, about hurdles, you know, obviously uh, data is one thing that people are really worried about. Um, and, and also just, you know, how does it work? I mean, I've talked to so many people that are just surprised that this even exists. And, and to be frank, I, I was when I first had heard the idea. I didn't know it was possible. Uh, and we spent two and a half years developing the algorithm excuse me, uh, and, and, the, and what we needed in order to produce this stuff. Uh, so, and we, we really didn't launch until just before COVID. Um, and, and again, we really wanted to make sure that we're doing our diligence. We're doing it right. And um, there is going to be a lot of hurdles. People not understanding how it works, um, you know, the, the variants that happen between there. And we really try to gather that. Uh, you'd be surprised, you know, down to right-handed or left-handed people actually have a difference uh, in the way that some of these genes or variants are, are in your body. Wow. How many clinicians do you have working with your scientists on your team? So we have two, uh, two of our founders um, that really did the, the lion's share of what we're, of what we're going over now. Um, and we also have uh, a couple of doctors we've added to our, uh, to our advisory board uh, in order to, again, sort of bridge the gap uh, of, of an MD versus a clinical doctor, uh, you know, PhD, that's the way that it's, we're approaching on it. So uh, we have, uh, and I'm not sure if you're familiar, but uh, we added uh, Dr. Janice Knox, uh, who is part of the Knox family of doctors. Her oh, yes. and her daughters uh, are all in the cannabis space and are, are very well respected, um, and also other plant medicines as well. Um, and then also Dr. Sandra Carrillo, uh, who is based down in Latin America, but has a huge footprint up in the U.S. and, and is really involved in the, in the cannabis space. And then also, also uh, Dr. David Wogowski, who is out of the University of Wisconsin, I believe. Forgive me if I get that wrong. Um, I've had a lot of universities in my head today. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and so we, we really are working with them, um, to, again, to continue this. And we're also looking to partner with other universities, research uh, development companies, and, uh, you know, places that are looking at how these things affect people, how cannabinoids work. We're coming in and saying, well, we've got a dosage, a way to figure out their dosage. So this is going to shrink the time, potentially, of research and, and development and really get, again, focusing on that side. Not only is it for personal, but we can also try to focus it on the research as well. Yeah, this is amazing because, I mean, for us, on a monthly basis, we're spending anywhere between 300 to to $1,000 because of the amount of dosing because there's times where we have to up the dose, lower the dose. So we're, like, going through bottles. And so being able to pinpoint the amount of doses can actually help us figure out our monthly budget. Yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, it's, it's, there's a lot of upside really to everything we're talking about and, and, exactly. and to know, to know where you're going. I mean, realistically, right. We've all been, you know, again, I'm 47. So I, I've been going to a doctor and getting prescribed drugs and they don't ever do a test on me. They, they do no. blood work once in a while, but they don't do a genetic test yeah. to find out what my metabolism looks like, oh, you yeah. know, how, how my body works. Um, I've had several surgeries. I was in martial arts for a long time and had several injuries. And I would go into the hospital and they would give me morphine and it doesn't do anything to me. It doesn't, doesn't affect me at all. Um, and that's genetic. That's something in my, in my genetic makeup. And no one's ever bothered to test for that. And it's just kind of crazy to think that, you know? It, it is crazy. I work in a hospital and I was working in post-ops um, surgery, spine, spine surgeries. And they give everyone the same medication. And, and I'm like, okay. And what happens is some people, like you said, do not, they're like in pain still. Some people are hallucinating, you know? Right. So it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's the same thing here. It all is all up on your genetic makeup. And it's like to, to think that, you know, with CBD, it's, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, like my father had uh, ankle surgery he was on um, Oxy. He was like, get me off of this. Like, he was like, I don't care. I have pain. I need to get off of it. And for some people, it doesn't even like, they don't flinch. So it's, just, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really, it's really weird the way that the medical community, and again, I love them. Uh, my mother was a nurse for 40 plus years. It's just the approach that's been taken and it's been taken into uh, a normalcy is, is interesting. Uh, we're not looking at all these factors. And, and also, again, looking at the transparency of the conversation, I've, I've come across some amazing doctors in my life. I've also come across doctors that don't want to take the time of day to discuss with me what they're talking about or explain it to me in layman's terms. They just write it down and, and walk out of the room. And, you know, we're working to try to change that stigma, being able to provide the client with information that they can go to their doctor, you know, look up on their own. And, and it's, it's science. It's stuff that you can really bring to the table and have a frank, open conversation with your doctor and really start to look at your personal path to wellness. And it's so anecdotal for us because we've been Aiden's been on um, CBDO for five years, so we've been seeing what works and what doesn't work for him. And they're trying to do the same thing with cannabis. Oh, he needs this much. Oh, he needs THC. And we're we're like, no, that may work for Timmy, but no, Aiden Aiden can't take THC. Oh, you need f full spectrum. We need everything. And we're like, no. But people are like. Well, it worked for her. Why don't it work for him? He has epilepsy too. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Yeah, epilepsy alone is really tough too. I mean, you guys are really in an uphill battle just because of, you know, the studies that are out there, um, you know, everything that, that I've read. And, and it's one thing that I've, I've, I've also looked into specifically um, uh, because my sister actually suffers from a very mild form of epilepsy. She gets the, at, uh, the focal uh, where she's looking off in the distance for quite a while. Absence, um, yeah. And, and the, yeah, the efficacy of, of, of that is it's difficult. And, and, you know, they're also showing that people are still having to take some of the drugs with there. And so epilepsy is a really hard road mm -hmm. uh, to get down and to assume that everyone's going to be the same. is just crazy. <laughs> Agreed. And uh, you know, I, I have to give you guys kudos for what you're doing because um, when you mentioned, you know, that they just give you all kinds of, drugs and you know they don't know they don't match it up to we had that experience with my son when he was given depakote he weighed about 35 pounds they had him on a thousand milligrams daily and we did the research and it was like 
That's equivalent to what a grown male adult weighing over 200 pounds would receive. And a child of 35 pounds is getting this. And so it just shows that if people would just really take the time and look and uh, spend the energy to really find alternative ways of treating ailments. I mean, this is fascinating what you're doing because you guys have actually took a step further than the company that we were, um, you know, we had dealt with in the past when it came to genetic testing. Because this is fantastic. I have to give you guys credit on what you're doing because there is something we're just looking at right now that we had our son do a genetic testing and it was the GABRA2 gene. And we're looking at the variant and it specifically indicates what we've already found out through trial and error is about the fact that, you know, the TAC is not really something that he needs much of and for him right. to, to avoid right. high doses. So I'm like, Oh my God, these guys are on it. We're looking at it. We're looking at your report right now. We're like, they're on it. Like, Oh, okay. <laughs> this, this has great potential right now. Yeah, our graph that we've got uh, that shows, we, we obviously send these out once in a while, but the, about the weight versus dosage. You know, we've got a 250-pound male on there that's taking less than a person that we have that weighs 105 pounds. Wow. Um, and again, it, it just weight weight doesn't have anything to do with dosage. Yeah. It, it just doesn't. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the methods by which people talk about and do that is one of our hurdles is overcoming the stigma of overcoming, you know, what people think they know about it. Yeah. And, and, at the, and at the very least, and at the very most, trying to get the government to say, hey, you know, Schedule One drug basically says there's no medicinal qualities in it. And this has been proven for way longer than, than we've been around. You know, they were doing this stuff back in the 14th century. So uh, I don't know why it is we're having such a hard time with it now with all the science around there. Uh, we know. <laughs> it's like another podcast uh, discussion. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll avoid it here because right. I mean, you guys are. Uh, looks like you guys are on the right track. I have to commend you guys. Literally, we're reading this. Thank I mean, you. for some people, you know, who are not familiar with reading uh, reports like this, is maybe a little bit challenging. But for us, because we've been so involved when it came to our son, that there was no stone unturned for us to helping him. So. This is great information. Now, if you work, if you work with a dispensary, do they get a copy of this, or this is strictly for the client who uses it? How would that work? Would it be the dispensary yeah, so selling it? It just goes to the client. Um, again, under you know under HIPAA rules, um, they it's it's protected medical information, yeah. so we send it directly to them. But that's the reason we put that wallet card in there uh, to cut that out. Mm. And then you can bring that in there because, again, that, that takes off all the other personal data. It's just got your dosages on there and what you'd like, and you can show it to them, and then they can put together some products um, that are going to be, you know, close. Obviously, that, that's another part of the equation down the road is, is having products that are uh, formulated more towards, you know, whatever it is. So as we go through this, one of the data points we're going to collect is obviously is there a, a correlation, you know, do, do 100 million people take 10 milligrams a day? Oh, we should probably make sure we're getting a product on the market, not us, but one per us, a person that focuses on that, you know? So um, getting that data together, really looking at these things and seeing if there's correlations uh, across the board to really help drive um, people's interest and their, and their efficacy with it. Wow. Congrats. You guys are on it. Now, if, if people wanted to get in touch with you guys or specifically to, uh, to get more information, how would they reach you? 
Yeah, you can uh, head to greenwaydna.com. Um, that's going to give you uh, a sample report. You can download and take a look at. Um, there's some information there that you can that you can peer around to, and then uh, also they can send. Uh, feel free to send an email uh, over to us. Um, I believe it's uh, info at greenwaydna.com, and we can follow up with you there if you just want to send an email. Uh, again, happy to do it. Um, happy to answer questions, and uh, we we really want to make sure that we're interacting to give people the best experience. So uh, that's it. Uh, also, our social media, so you can go to uh, Instagram. Uh, at Greenway DNA, also Facebook. Uh, we're very involved in there and different cannabis organizations do Facebook as well. So uh, we're, we're all over and, uh, and happy to be involved. Thank you very much. We really appreciate your time and thank you for coming on and sharing this great information. I think this is going to help a lot of people, literally a lot of people take the guesswork out and it's, this is an amazing product. Thank you again for joining us. Well, thank you guys. I think it's great what you're doing as well. Uh, helping people, working with people that have uh, similar issues or, or questions that you do is, uh, is you're the unsung heroes of, of really, you know, doing these things. Uh, to be fair, it's, it's, it's great work and, and I really appreciate you having me on. Yes, thank you. And uh, companies like yours gives us like a really something hopeful to look forward to and, you know, coming, coming across a cure. I really am. Now I'm feeling really um, happy now at this point, just saying, okay, we're getting close. So thank you again, and thank your team as well. Absolutely. I'll pass it on, and, and yeah, again, thank you. All right. Have a good night. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on PodCon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.